1: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, I guess the Democrats are going to have to mount an offensive against yet another amendment to the Constitution. Uh, We know that they don't like the First Amendment, freedom of speech. They're using big tech to censor that. Uh, They certainly don't like the Second Amendment. They would love to figure out a way to come and get your firearms. Uh, Now, I presume the Fifth Amendment will be in their crosshairs. Because an hour ago, Donald Trump, in a hearing in the offices of the New York State Attorney General's office, Invoke the Fifth Amendment against self-incrimination. Uh, this is a civil investigation. Letitia James, um, trying to get Trump on some tax thing where his business supposedly undervalued property, so banks lent him more money than they should have lent him because the value was overstated. Uh, he took the Fifth. Now, there's a lot of people out there who think, "Oh, you take the Fifth, you got to be guilty." Uh, Yeah, sometimes, maybe. But in this case, I think Trump is just, maybe, you know what? This gives me hope. Donald Trump refusing to answer questions. Refusing, in effect, to bark at the dogs that are barking at him. Could this mean that, I'm not even going to say if. Could this mean that when he runs for president in 2024, he will be a more circumspect Trump Maybe stay off the Twitter machine? Maybe not put himself in peril by uh, always taking the bait? I mean, a man can hope, can't he? But I think it's funny that Trump invoked the Fifth Amendment because watch, watch. All the liberal media, but I repeat myself, will say, Oh, this proves it! This proves he's guilty! Uh No. No, it does not. The Fifth Amendment is not an indicator of guilt. Now, the raid on Mar-a-Lago has prompted a clever tweet from Dana Perino, former press secretary for George W. Bush, now a Fox commentator. She asked the question, what will be a bigger factor in the midterm elections? Roe versus raid. Ah, you see what she did there? Instead of Roe versus Wade, she did Roe versus Raid. And there's a thought out there that the Roe overturned by the Supreme Court in the case of Dobbs versus Mississippi Women's Health Center will energize the Democrats and send them, you know, teaming to the polls to deliver results that uh, counteract the expectation that the Republicans will have a red wave in Congress. But now, now the Raid on Mar-a-Lago Well, it's pretty clear evidence that there is a double standard out there in our justice system. And enough people, hopefully on both sides of the aisle, hopefully it's not confined just to the red side of the aisle, would like to grow up in a country where there is equal protection under the law. It's a quaint concept to Democrats. But this raid on Mar-a-Lago, people may say, well, you know what? Um, I noticed that when Hillary Clinton had a private email server that contained classified information and top-secret information. And then she or one of her lieutenants took hammers to her BlackBerry and bleached 33,000 emails into oblivion. 33,000 emails that were, by the way, under federal subpoena which none of the materials supposedly in the boxes taken from mar lago yesterday were. I noticed Hillary Clinton's place wasn't raided. And that FBI agents didn't show up armed at the crack of dawn. That seems to me to be a politically motivated attack on Donald Trump. And I'm not, even though I'm not comfortable with Donald Trump, there might be people who would say, I'm not comfortable with Donald Trump. Alan Dershowitz said yesterday, the famed liberal attorney, he said, I hope I want to be able to vote against Donald Trump in 2024. I want him to be able to run because as a civil libertarian, somebody who believes in the rule of law, in equal protection under the law, that lady justice is blind. I don't want Joe Biden, Merrick Garland determining who can be on the ballot and who cannot be. So that's the kind of citizen that we all need to be. Somebody who's not so partisan that you only want things that advantage your side of the aisle and not the other side of the aisle. Now, speaking of partisans, uh, Nancy Pelosi, your Speaker of the House, has been going on a TV tour to defend her trip to Taiwan. A trip that obviously angered the Chinese Communist Party. They didn't like the idea that a Speaker of the House would go to Taiwan. So uh, here's Pelosi uh, on her TV tour on NBC's Today Show talking about Taiwan and talking about China and saying things about China that most people went, she said what about China?
0: We still support the one-China policy. We go there to acknowledge the status quo is what our policy is. There was nothing disruptive about that. It was only about saying China is one of the freest societies in the world don't but, take it from me that's from freedom house let's it's talk a, strong a little bit, democracy yeah. courageous people and and it's it just i don't know why it is uh, except there's some commercial interest who would like to diminish uh the relationship
1: uh what in case you missed it she said don't uh she said china is one of the china Is one of the freest societies in the world. Don't take it from me. That's from Freedom House. It's a strong democracy. Freest societies in the world. China. Uh, Okay. Uh, Here's what the State Department, the U.S. State Department, in 2021 (laughs) said of China. It is, quote, an authoritarian state in which the Chinese Communist Party is the paramount authority. There are significant human rights issues, credible reports of arbitrary and unlawful killings by the government, forced disappearances by the government, torture by the government, harsh and life-threatening prison and detention conditions. Freest societies in the
0: world? Are you allowed to fly... From there to the United States at will, to China mm-hmm. from from China to the United States.
1: Well, I'm sure if you're a U.S. citizen, you probably no, are. No, no, but no. if you're a Chinese citizen, that would be a Chinese citizen. That would be a no.
0: Buy an air airplane ticket and come on over. Because that would be I don't a no. Think that's the
1: case. That would be a no.
0: Correct.
1: Uh, so uh, you know, aside from that whole Uyghur Muslim murdering thing, and aside from. Uh, I just was on a – I just was – got to be careful here. I know someone who I was talking to Sunday who was going to be on a conference call that afternoon who was asking for prayer for safety because this person was – again, I'm trying to be careful here, so I'm intentionally, uh, you
0: know – choosing your words yeah I'm carefully. choosing my words carefully mm-hmm.
1: so this person was going to be communicating concepts about an educational endeavor with people in China and her their prayer was that the people in China would gather from what she said what she was intending to mean regarding Matters of an evangelical nature. Okay. And that they would... that, but Because the person couldn't say it out loud, and the people on the call were kind of sort of aware of... Well, they were more than kind of sort of aware of why they were on the call. Okay. But the thrust of this is you can't say plainly what you want to say because why? Because Xi Jinping or the CCP is listening. And if they hear something they don't want to hear, Mm then the people who it's told to are going to be in all kinds of peril. Yes. So, uh, no, Nance. They're not one of the freest societies in the world. Goodness. No matter whether Freedom House, whoever the heck Freedom House is, says it or not. (laughs) What a dope. Uh, Well, I guess that does, the good news, shoves Joe Biden down to most addled member of the administration. Uh, from number one to number two in this instance. So while I'm preparing for the show, I have uh, a news app open on my computer, and I try to stay abreast of news events. Uh, And sometimes they're talking about one story while another story starts to unfold. So the audio that I played for you earlier in the show today from Joe Biden about the inflation number at 8.5% started about 20 seconds into his remarks. So I didn't until now see what he said at the start of his press conference. Now keep in mind, inflation in July is 8.5%. That's the number. It means that prices in July a month ago, are 8.5% higher on average than they were a year ago. 8.5% higher in July of 2022 than in July of 2021. Now, the inflation rate in June was 9.1% over June of 2021. So the inflation rate went from 9.1% to 8.5%. So it declined, the inflation rate declined a little more than a half a percentage point, but it is still class, what inflation rate are we dealing with in July? 8.5%, that's the number,
0: 8.5%.
1: Here's Joe Biden.
0: Before I begin today, I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. Today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July.
1: No. No, no, wrong, flat out, unadulterated lie. 8.5% is the inflation rate. Not zero. That's a lie. He knows it's a lie. Yet there will be people who will say, well, it was, it was less than it was last month, so it's zero. It's not zero. They are so bad at lying. Listen to the glass ceiling breaking gay black press secretary. She's a bad liar, even on something she should be prepared to lie well on. Denying that Joe Biden in the White House yesterday knew about the raid at Miralago before it happened
0: tell us anything more was he watching the news was he scrolling twitter did someone in his staff flag it for him i can tell you this he was not uh aware of 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 uh of of the uh was it the mar-a-lago raid oh. i don't know what you guys are calling it yeah what uh, is it uh before it
1: happened not aware oh yeah what, what are you guys calling that <laughs> oh my goodness now speaking of lies I was not lying to you. I was 100% correct when I started tearing apart the lies Joe Manchin was selling on the Sunday news shows when he talked about the $7,500 incentive to buy an electric vehicle. And he said, oh, this is going to force companies to make their batteries in North America. I stuck up for North American manufacturing, and we got these uh provisions in the new law that you're going to get that incentive only if batteries are made in North America. And what did I tell you? If those batteries are not being made in North America, they're not being made in North America for one of two reasons and maybe both reasons. Number one, because A, the materials don't exist in North America. They're being mined in the areas where, what do you know? They actually can be found. Or number two, the environmental wackos won't let you mine for them in North America. One of the two reasons. There's a reason why the free market is not producing those batteries in North America, but rather those batteries are coming from China and it's cheaper to ship them over here than it is to make them here. I told you that when it first came out. And I wasn't lying. Headline, U.S. News and World Report. Dated yesterday, most electric vehicles won't qualify for federal tax credit. And here's what the story says. The reason why most vehicles that are electric in nature will not qualify for the federal $7,500 subsidy is because of the bill's requirement that to qualify for the credit, an electric vehicle must contain a battery built in North America with minerals mined or recycled on the continent. Those rules become more stringent over time to the point where, in a few years, it's possible that no EVs will qualify for the tax credit, says John Bazella, CEO of the Alliance of Automotive Innovation, a key industry trade group. As of now, the alliance estimates that about 50 of the 72 electric hydrogen or plug-in hybrid models that are sold in the U.S. Wouldn't meet the requirement. 50 of the 72, including almost every Tesla. What is the electric car that everybody wants? A Tesla. And they don't qualify. Quote from Bazella: The $7,500 credit might exist on paper, but no vehicles will qualify for this purchase over the next few years. They lie about matters of simple math at the podium. They lie about the things that they put in legislation. They're lying about the name of the Inflation Reduction Act. It's not going to reduce inflation at all. And here's Jared Bernstein, one of Biden's top economic advisors, answering the question today, why do you need 87,000 new IRS agents?
0: Look, I think that this reporting has been pretty convoluted. Uh, here, I want to quote something from the commissioner of the, uh, of the IRS, uh, uh, Commissioner Reddick. Uh, These resources, he's talking about the reason, what you're referring to as resources in the Inflation Reduction Act to reverse what I call a shadow tax cut, which is the long-term defunding of the IRS to facilitate tax evasion by wealthy evaders. Mm. Here's what Commissioner Reddick said. These IRA resources are absolutely not about increasing audit scrutiny on small businesses or middle-income Americans. As we have been planning, and he's the commissioner, so he knows what they're planning, our investment of these enforcement resources is designed around Treasury's directive that audit rates will not rise relative to recent years for households making under $400,000. In other words, IRA resources will not add to audits for households under $400,000, and those same households will not see one penny increase in their taxes based on proposals in the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. So let's just make sure the record's clear on that point.
1: You have his word on it, America. They will not be auditing. KJP said it at the podium. We will not be auditing anybody who makes under $400,000. Hold on to that promise. Oh, I'm sure it's worth a lot. Uh, Last year, it would be noted by Syracuse University that people who make less than $50,000 are five times more likely to be audited than someone who makes more than a half a million dollars. And the top five counties in the United States in terms of tax audits per capita, where were they? Aspen? Martha's Vineyard? Uh, No. According to a ProPublica study, they were five rural, black counties in the Deep South. But Jared Bernstein says nothing to worry about.